morning truth. This morning, I want to read to you from John chapter 4, and I'm reading from the message translation. The scripture reads, Jesus realized that the Pharisees were keeping count of the baptisms that he and John performed, although his disciples, not Jesus, did the actual baptizing. They had posted the score that Jesus was ahead, turning him and John into rivals in the eyes of the people. Now keep in mind, everybody wasn't happy about Jesus in those days and times because Jesus came with some radical words and some radical movements going against the traditions. So Jesus left the Judean countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came to Sinkar a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus, worn out by the trip, sat down by the well. It was around noon and a woman, a Samaritan woman, came to draw water. Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. The Samaritan woman, taken aback, asked, how come you, a Jew are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink. See, Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink and I would give you fresh living water. The woman said, sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with and the well is deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it? He and his sons and livestock and passed it down to us? See, her mind was stuck on the physical. Jesus said everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give will be an artisan spring within gushing fountains of endless life. The woman said, sir, give me this water so that I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever have to come back to this well again. Still, she's stuck on the physical and have not tapped into the spiritual. He said, go call your husband and then come back. The woman replied, I have no husband. That's nicely put. I have no husband. You have had five husbands and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth there, sure enough. God was not really trying to embarrass her or put her on blast. But what Jesus was doing was he was recognizing that she was being upfront and honest with him. She, he wanted to get her to a place. See, because when you bring somebody something that's real, that's undisputed, now their guards come down and you can really begin to talk to them. And that's where God wants us in a place where we are able to hear from him. And sometimes that means putting us on front street, making us accept who we are, even in our wrongness. The woman said, oh, so you're a prophet. 
Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worshiped God at this mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father, neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming. It has in fact come when what you call will no longer matter. What you consider will worship will not matter. See, what he was trying to get her to understand is you worship out of just vain tradition. You go through the motions, but your worship means nothing to God because you have not tapped in to who you are worshiping to. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. This is the words that Jesus uttered to her. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is looking for. Those who are simply honest with themselves before him in their worship. God is simply being himself. Spirit, those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirit, their truth in admiration of who he is. The woman said, I don't know about that. I do know that the Messiah is coming. When he arrives, we'll get the whole story. I am he, said Jesus. You don't have to wait any longer or look any further. Just then his disciples came back and they were shocked. They couldn't believe that he was talking with that kind of woman. No one said what they were thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint and she left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. But back in the village, she told the people, come see the man who knew all things that I did. Come see the one who sees me inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. Many of the Samaritans from that village committed themselves to Jesus Christ because of this woman's witness. He knew all about the things that I did. He knows me inside and out. They asked him to stay. So Jesus stayed another two days. A lot more entrusted their lives to him when they heard what he had to say. They said to the woman, we're no longer here taking this on on your say-so. We've heard it for ourselves and know it for sure. He is the savior of the world. See, when you have a true encounter with Jesus, you can't keep it to yourself. Because our individual accounts and encounters are bigger than us. And when you align your spirit with Jesus, you can't help but to be a blessing to others. An encounter with Jesus provides such a spiritual impact. It is living water, a spring of water that quenches thirst throughout eternity. 
It has become a religious practice for believers to start the new year with a fast. As we set our sights on entering into a new season with hope and spiritually aligned with the will of God and equipped to stand against all that comes to distract us from what he has ordained, we fast and we undergird ourselves. We strengthen ourselves. We clear our heads so that we can be spiritually aligned with God to face what is coming ahead in this new season. We at Bible Deliverance, as we embrace this season as being one that is calling for us to be prepared to do different, we are embracing a water fast. Calm down. We have no intent on starving anyone. So just stay with me for a moment. Stay with me for a moment. I promise you, the goal is not to starve you. The living water that Jesus spoke of was a metaphor for spiritual washing, a refreshing, which we all need far more than the water and the array of various fluids that we use to quench our physical thirst. This water fast is symbolic of sacrificing the things, the attitudes, the mindsets, and the distractions that we have accepted and ultimately depend on to quench our flesh-driven thirst. This water fast is about replacing everything in our lives that is not pleasing to God that is not in alignment with his plan or that does not fall subject to his will with the living water that Jesus offered that Samaritan woman. This water fast is about spiritually quenching our thirst and establishing a craving for what pleases God. This is likely the simplest fast that you have ever heard or engaged in. However, because of what we have become accustomed to using to quench our thirst. It will be challenging, and we will see how our physical normalities reflect and mirror what we have accepted as our spiritual normalities. On this fast, you can eat anything you want, whatever time you want. This fast has no dietary restrictions that should conflict with any medical conditions or medicines. For seven days, the only liquid that is permissible is water without any sweetener, no coffee, no tea, no sparkling or flavored water. Feel free to add raw vegetables such as cucumbers or raw fruit such as lemons or strawberries to your water, but no sugar, no honey, no natural syrups or any other kind of sweeteners, be they natural or unnatural. If you understand where we're going in this new season with this fast, and you want to commit to these seven days of water fasting, beginning this Sunday, the 8th, through next Saturday, the 14th, as we seek to symbolically indulge and spiritually transform our lives by partaking in the living water that Jesus spoke of, then please respond to this text message or this email, and I will send you the seven-day 
prayer and proclamation itinerary for the fast. Now, if you do not respond, I will understand that you're not in that place and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do not respond, I will not send you out the fasting information for we only want those who are prepared to answer the call of doing differently in this season in the name of Jesus. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. I was down until I got tired and got up I was broken Until I got to the potter I was alone No one could help me out was empty and dry until the rain fell down so where do we go from here lost in the middle of nowhere close to home and I can hear your voice so clear saying come to where you are so I'm running cause I need living water I'm coming back to the well where we first met cause I need Living water Moving fast Through life Trying to be the best I can Outside While forgetting what I need to last This time would you lead me and hold my hand? So where do we go from here? Caught in the middle of somewhere close to home And I can hear your voice so clear So you come here where you are I'm running Cause I need Living water I'm going back To the place Where we first met I need Living water For yourself and me
living water Your living water Living water